As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Wait till they get a load of me. I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Batman. I am the father. I am Optimus Prime. My name is Bob. James Bob. It's a lion! It's a lion! It's a lion! Here's Johnny! Some men just want to watch the world burn. I'm only human, Harry! Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it! Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we're talking another adaptation slash remake with Stephen King's Firestarter. She's the first of her kind. A real life superhero. You need to understand how to use it. It can't be a reaction. It's got to be a decision. That's the only way that you can control it. She may be capable of a nuclear explosion. Run, Charlie! On your knees! Simply with the force of her mind. All your bad people, I promise. Trust me, Charlie. You don't have to be afraid. Please. I can help you. Liar, liar. Pants on fire. A young girl tries to understand how she mysteriously gained the power to set things on fire with her mind. Written by Scott Teams and based on the novel by Stephen King and directed by Keith Thomas, Firestarter stars Zac Efron as Andy McGee, Ryan Kiara Armstrong as Charlie McGee, Sidney Lemon as Vicky McGee, and features Michael Grayeyes, Gloria Rubin, Kurtwood Smith, and John Beasley. Jason Blum and the team behind Blumhouse have been pretty successful in the world of horror. They've produced amazing movies like Paranormal Activity, Insidious, Sinister, The Purge, and so many more. Unfortunately, they also have a bit of a reputation for making terrible films like Fantasy Island, Ouija, and the later Paranormal Activity sequels. Firestarter, unfortunately, falls into the latter category. Now, the original Firestarter starred a young Drew Barrymore, and it was an excellent movie. This one is a rehashed strange take on Stephen King's story. Now, if you've seen the original, I'll say this bluntly. Don't watch this movie. If you haven't read the story or seen the original, it's likely your thoughts will differ from mine, and that's that's great. Enjoy. The acting in this movie is decent, with Michael Grayeyes and Ryan Kiara Armstrong both having notable performances. And the original score was also pretty good. But the fairly low budget starts to rear its head at points in the movie, making it pretty clear why this movie is bombing at the box office. Now, if you have access to Peacock and you can watch this movie at home, it might ease your pain. You may possibly even be entertained for the 94 minutes it exists. Or you may not. Ultimately, this seems like a movie that just did not need to be made. It is very middle of the road for me, and it's pretty low on my rewatchometer. I give Firestarter a D. I feel like I'm about to jinx it, but near summer temperatures are seemingly here. The team at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are always welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! 
Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with the rumor mill. It was announced this past week that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 has officially wrapped production. And in the world of Twitter, writer-director James Gunn and Elf have struck up a friendship on Twitter. This naturally led to some rumors that Elf himself would be making a cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. However, the alien life form denied that over Twitter. I didn't want to embarrass him by drawing undue attention to it. Elf tweeted, quote, Can't two celebrities be best friends without it being a promotion? James Gunn then pointed out that Elf did have a cameo, at least in sticker form, in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. It should be noted here that Elf was once a part of the Marvel Universe. That's right, there once existed his very own Marvel comic series that ran for four years. So what's for dessert? <laughs> Following the completion of the project, actor Dave Bautista has confirmed that he is done playing the role of Drax. Right. I don't know why they're after us. What a mystery this is. Batista posted a cast photo of everybody celebrating following the rap, saying, quote, haven't found the words yet. It ended so suddenly, and I was on to my next film before I could process it all. End of a journey that changed my life. Batista's made it no secret he has no plans to return to the character as long as James Gunn is not involved. <laughs> That was awesome! Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is expected to arrive in theaters on May 5th of 2023. In the land of casting, Christopher Walken has signed on to play Emperor Shaddam IV in the upcoming Dune Part 2. Walken's character is the ruler of the known universe who initially sends the Atreides family to Arrakis to cause their downfall. In the continuation, he and the Baron terrorize the populace and must contend with the rebellion. It was also confirmed that Florence Pugh will be playing Princess Arulin, the Emperor's daughter. Filming is expected to begin in Budapest this coming summer, however, no release date has officially been set. It was also confirmed this past week by The Hollywood Reporter that Hayden Panettiere has closed a deal to reprise her role of Kirby Reed in the next Scream sequel. She first appeared in Scream 4, and her knowledgeable character proved to be quite popular with fans. Kirby did end up face-to-face with Ghostface, however, her fate was never clearly shown on screen. Production of the next Scream movie starts this summer, and has been slated for a March 31st, 2023 release. Hot off of Jack, Reacher, Titans, and filming a movie in Winnipeg, actor Alan Richson has joined the cast of the 10th installment of the Fast and Furious franchise. Richson joins Jason Momoa and Brie Larson as the new faces of the Fast franchise, which is currently in production. In other upcoming projects, it was officially announced that Spinal Tap 2, the sequel to 1984's cult classic This Is Spinal Tap, is currently in production. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to 11. 11, exactly. The sequel will find Rob Reiner returning to the director's chair as filmmaker Marty DeBerge, and also sees the return of David St. Hubbins, played by Michael McKean, Derek Smalls, played by Harry Shearer, and Nigel Tufnell, played by Christopher Guest, all reprising their roles. Spinal Tap 2 is expected to release on March 19th of 2024. In the land of streaming, the release date for the upcoming She-Hulk series on Disney Plus was unceremoniously released. While we do know that Ms. Marvel is the next MCU Disney Plus show to hit the streamer on June 8th, the official Disney Plus UK blog released both a new synopsis and the release date of August 17th of 2022 for the upcoming She-Hulk series. The synopsis says, quote, this new comedy series sees Bruce Banner help his cousin Jennifer Walters when she needs an emergency blood transfusion, and guess what? She receives his powers too. Tatiana Maslany will play Jennifer, who is a lawyer specializing in super human-oriented legal cases. Mark Ruffalo is back as the Hulk, alongside Tim Roth, who plays the Abomination. 
Over at Netflix, comedian Norm Macdonald, who passed away in 2021, has left us with one final gift. He shot a secret stand-up special in 2020 that will be releasing on May 30th. The special, called Norm Macdonald Nothing Special, was shot in the peak of the COVID-19 pandemic. Norm's longtime producing partner, Joe Hoekstra, said that he shot the special in his living room before he went to the hospital just in case things went south. He said, quote, his test results were not good, so during the heart of the COVID-19 pandemic and literally the night before going in for a procedure, he wanted to get this on tape just in case, as he put it, things went south. It was his intention to have a special to share if something happened. He looks great, and it's fantastic. Over at Peacock, it was announced that Stephanie Beatriz, Rosa Diaz herself, has joined the Twisted Metal TV series to star alongside Anthony Mackie. Beatriz will play Quiet, a ferocious badass car thief who acts purely on instinct. You couldn't stop her any more than a manhole could stop a volcano. Coming from a community that oppressed her into silence, Quiet's wish is to find her place in this dark, chaotic world. But when she becomes clouded by her need for revenge, Quiet forms an unlikely antagonist, Bond with John Doe. Anthony Mackie is starring as John Doe, a smart-ass milkman who who talks as fast as he drives. The Twisted Metal series is being written and executive produced by Michael Jonathan Smith from Cobra Kai, who also serves as the showrunner. Over at CBS, a True Lies reboot series is going to happen based on James Cameron's 1994 feature. So basically you're lying your ass off the whole time. See, I couldn't do that. <laughs> what are you, a boy scout? No, no, no. True Lies revolves around a disenchanted suburban housewife who is shocked to discover that her bland computer consultant husband is a skilled international spy. Steve Howey from Shameless and Ginger Gonzaga from I'm Dying Up Here step into the roles famously played by Jamie Lee Curtis and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Matt Nix from Burn Notice and Turner and Hooch will write the pilot and serve as showrunner for the series. Over at the CW, while being busy axing shows like Naomi, 4400, Charmed Legacies, In the Dark, and Dynasty, a few series orders were handed out as well. It was announced that Walker, Independence, The Winchesters, and Gotham Knights have all been given pilots to series. The Gotham Knights series takes place in the wake of Bruce Wayne's murder as his rebellious adopted son forges an unlikely alliance with the children of Batman's enemies when they're all framed for killing the caped crusader. The Winchesters, which is told from the perspective of narrator Dean Winchester, aka Jensen Ackles, will tell the epic untold love story of how John, played by Drake Roger, met Mary, played by McDonnelly, and how they put it all on the line to not only save their love, but the entire world. Walker Independence takes place in the late 1800s and follows Abby Walker, an affluent Bostonian whose husband is murdered before her eyes while on their journey out west. And finally, we end on some wonderful news. Married with Children is making a return. Well, sort of. An animated version of the sitcom is in the works at Sony Pictures Television, with the original cast comprised of Ed O'Neill, Katie Seagal, Christine Applegate and David Faustino returning to voice their iconic roles. Alex Carter, one of the executive producers and writers for Family Guy, will show run the series. The original run of Married with Children ran from 1987 to 1997 for a total of 11 seasons and 259 episodes. If you were never lucky enough to watch the show, Married with Children followed a Chicago family's lives and their many faults and defects. The family was comprised of Al, a Chicago-based shoe salesman, his wife Peg, and their children Kelly and Bud. That's it for this episode of Talking movies follow me on social media at talking movies pc and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms and as always there are none so blind as those who will not see you